Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for David O. Russell's Amsterdam. Do me a favor, try to be optimistic. Hello, I'm J-Law, but you can call me Justin, and if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geek-Centric, a podcast covering the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming... And all things geek centric. Joining me for this spoiler free review, well, we have the doctor in the house, the dankest dude, Mr. Darcy Hudson. How are you, buddy? I figured if I go by J Law, you know, I'm the law and you're the doctor. So, you know, oh, you're right. the doctor, like I'm the lawyer. Okay. You see, you see how it okay. goes? Okay. Yeah. We're, we're the duo. Yep. I'm good. I'm good. Kind of confused and I, I think disappointed after this movie. I. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get you. Uh, well, well, let's let's get into it. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is our spoiler-free review for David O. Russell's Amsterdam, which is in theaters October 7th. A huge thanks to our friends at 20th Century Studio Canada for inviting us out for an early screening so we could bring you this review nice and early. Uh, so uh, if you don't know, then let me fill you in on what Amsterdam is about from 20th Century Studios and New Regency and acclaimed filmmaker David O. Russell comes Amsterdam, an original crime epic about three close friends who find themselves at the center of one of the most shocking secret plots in American history. A fascinating and richly intricate tale that brilliantly weaves historical fact with fiction for a timely cinematic experience. The film stars a stacked cast, which includes Academy Award winner Christian Bale, two-time Oscar nominee Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Alessandro Nivola, Andrea Risenborough, Anya Taylor-Joy, Chris Rock, Matea Schoenhart, Michael Shannon, Mike Myers, Taylor Swift, Timothy Oliphant, Zoe Zaldana, and Oscar winner Rami Malek, and two-time Oscar winner Robert De Niro. This is written and directed by five-time Oscar nominee David O. Russell. Amsterdam is stacked also with a slew of producers, but one producer name that I wanted to call out is a Toronto resident, Drake. Uh, he is a executive producer on this movie, which I think is interesting. He partnered with uh, David O. Russell uh, to bring this movie to life. Again, this movie, uh, Amsterdam, opens in U.S. theaters uh, October 7th and here in Canada as well, October 7th, uh, 2022. Uh, so let's let's get to it, uh, Darcy. Uh, what worked for you about this movie? Oh, I think the list of cast definitely got me into the movie and it definitely, their performances 100%. were all incredible. So that was probably one of the standout mm -hmm. points from this movie was the, just the cast delivering on everything that their character was given. Christian Bale was incredible playing the, mm -hmm. the drug addled doctor and in, in like a post-war vet. It was very, a very like gritty character that he brought such heart and, and humor to. So I really enjoyed his, his performance. And again, the whole cast was amazing. So that's definitely yeah. what, I, what worked in this movie was that massive star studded cast. Yes. This cast was stacked. Um, I don't know if, Everyone worked for me specifically, um, but that being said, Christian Bale is is one hundred percent sort of the anchor to this movie. And you know, the trailer and if you've seen the marketing for it, it does really highlight it's a trio: 
the three friends who who are together. I, I got to say, as as something that we will elaborate on further, that didn't really work for me. I didn't. I don't think they spent enough time to really establish this close bond between them. But that being said, Christian Bale acting as this sort of war vet doctor who's just you know kind of a drug addict at the same time. Uh, you know, I think is his performance alone helped um, anchor this movie. And then, you know, you have a plethora of other characters in and around uh, that, you know, were serviceable and some were, were were very outstanding. I think Mike Myers definitely, you know, he was a character mm-hmm. of someone without necessarily going, you know, full Austin Powers or gold member, <laughs> if you will. Uh, he was he was the right amount. And it felt very natural. And, and I think that can be said about the entire cast and their portrayals of their character. Like even Chris Rock was very Chris Rock in this movie, but, you know, 1930s Chris Rock. So 100 percent. The cast is the reason why you would check out this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from that, I also think like the set design, you know, we are talking about something that takes place in, uh, you know, 1930s, I, I would guess, right? Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Sort of the time period, because um, it's 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 in and around leading into the Second World War. And I got to say, set design, costume design, the look, uh, everything really did fit. It's very similar to something like American Hustle, which, you know, felt very of its time. This felt of the 1930s, the set design, the staging. And, and this is this is very familiar for David O. Russell. He does these sort of period piece movies uh, that talk about American history. So I think that they nailed that. It, it definitely felt like a story of the time, the costume design, everything was really uh, embraced for this time period to help tell this story accurately. But outside of that, I don't know <laughs> if I have much more positive things to say, which really does sort of suck because I love David O. Russell because I love I love David O. Russell and I love the movies that he's done and I, I, I honestly like just to kind of start off what didn't work is that this this movie feels like it 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 has all of the right elements to be a good David O. Russell movie but it just doesn't actually feel like a David O. Russell movie it lacked the charm it lacked the sort of emotional resonance that I think many of his films have like he has such a he has such a way in, in his other movies to to hook line you with the stakes and mm-hmm. get you really committed and then there's a there's a good emotional payoff i don't think this movie has any of that uh sadly i think this is more about what we were talking about in, in before where it's it's about who's in it rather than what it's about i mean i do feel like it started off really setting up the stakes and i was finding myself invested but it was more that payoff that was nowhere to be found when we did get to the resolution of the movie there was it was lackluster and i found myself disappointed after how they had set up what could have been potentially a really cool you know payout and they just it just fizzled in my opinion and uh i'm not familiar with his other work but this film just seems like someone trying to capture like the quirkiness of a wes anderson or like almost a tarantino style thing where it's all about having these characters pop up for their like you know five minute scene but have them steal the scene before you move on to something else and it just it it fell short because it was trying to do something like that i think a hundred percent. I think uh, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I, it, it's too concerned about projecting a vibe that feels somewhat emulated from a Quentin Tarantino, a Wes Anderson, or let's even go something more current, um, Knives Out. You know, these are large cast ensemble 
movies that have a a resonating story that I think gets people hooked and invested. However, this movie just completely lacks that story, lacks that commitment, and it falls flat. It's it, it it's very apparent that things are written loosely rather than very concisely and and meaningful. Everyone plays their part and there's there's just a quirkiness to it. There's a vibe and I really do think like what was the, the focus here for, for this movie was trying to emulate that, was trying to bring this ensemble, this stacked ensemble cast to tell a story that, in my opinion, if, if this is, you know, it does say like a lot of this actually does happen. Like that's their, their opening line, right? In the trailer and in the movie. If this did actually happen, I don't know if this movie does justice to telling the story well. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I, it, I just I don't know if I, I, I it's the topic is really interesting. You know, we're talking about pre-World War Two uh, events and things that lead to sort of the Nazism and stuff like that and and American society, so on and so forth. I just don't know if this story is if this this film does justice to that story and what it's trying to tell. And yeah, I think it's it, it definitely leans more on who's in it rather than what it's about, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Whereas all those other movies that we've mentioned by Tarantino, Ryan Johnson, you know, uh, it's just it, they, there's a story there that hooks you, that has you invested. And even if those people do come in, those those cameos, those characters, they're still integral, but they don't necessarily steal the show from the story or they're, no. they're, they serve their part. Yeah, I think I think that's where this movie really does fall short for me, at least, is that it just it didn't have the story. It was more concerned about selling this movie based on the cast. No, again, I think that it suffered because they were trying to have so many people show up in this thing without really settling or nailing down the story they're trying to tell at the time. So, and I also think that you know, again, you you do have this trio of friends led by Christian Bale, John David Washington, and Margot Robbie. And while Christian Bale was fantastic, like we were saying, I got to say, though, John David Washington and Margot Robbie were were just OK. And, and for a movie that focused on their friendship and their bond, I don't think I got that. Like, I, I never really connected or believed like the three of them were such close friends. And I think they kind of blew past that part very quickly to say, like, well, this is who the characters are. This is how they became friends. Let's move on to the rest. It fell short. And, you know, again, I don't know if that that relationship was really believable. Yeah, it, I think it was an interesting choice for them to choose to to not really show much of that as like in their storytelling method throughout the movie. The fact that we got, you know, these these this relationship forming moments, the ones that were really crucial to these characters, we just got like a voiceover snippet of, as opposed to really diving into these characters forming those bonds. So I think that again, that's where it suffers. Is that like. All these relationships are implied and stuff like that, but without really seeing them be formed, it's kind of Mm -hmm. hard to believe them, especially when we're dropped back into the story, when we're supposed to believe that this group of friends maybe hasn't been together this whole time and they're finally coming back together. It's very odd to be like, well, what was the relationship before if not better than what it is now? Like it was very up in the air. So, yeah. 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 I think, again, it, 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 this movie, what it really suffers from is, is very much an incomplete script, which is so incredibly unfortunate because given David O. Russell's track record, he he definitely knows how to balance story with with visuals. And, you know, again, I think that's what I was hoping for with this. Um, but enough said. Uh, let's get into our final thoughts and our overall score, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five glass eyeballs. And 
just let let our listeners know, Dars, do you think they should go see this in theaters or is this something they should wait for? Because it's probably going to hit Disney Plus at some point before the end of the year. Yeah, I, you know, I'd probably say wait, if only because the, I don't know, it's just it wasn't, it didn't scream a like theater going requirement to see this thing. It looked great and I, I'm sure it would look great on a small screen too with like everything you said, the set design was so good that it, you could probably mm-hmm. still find yourself drawn into this world on the smaller screen. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, if, it, like we've been saying this whole thing, if you just watch this movie, if you want to see some fun performances from the cast, because you're going to yeah. get great performances, just the story that these performances are wrapped around kind of falls short in my opinion and yes and as much as i love the cast and like i i even i think i enjoyed the the other two more than you did so the trio for right. me really worked despite the 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 lacks in the storytelling uh but that can only do so much for a score so I, i'm gonna have to give this one a 2.8 out of five glass eyeballs i was really really hyped for this one uh seeing the cast and seeing the premise and stuff like that but then that that fizzling out of the storytelling about halfway through is where it kind of just brought me down and brought me out of it a bit yeah i'm i'm right there with you man i'm i'm totally on the same page in that i think that this is a movie that i would wait for to stream rather than run out to theaters to see it in all honesty it's good it's not great i'm a david o russell fan i love his movies um but this this definitely did fall short. This movie's more about who's in it rather than what it's about. The actors are are very underused and and I think poorly written. And that has a lot to do with the movie getting caught up as we were talking about in creating a quirky vibe and for this unique world and you know telling this mystery or this story and you know similar to something that's like Adam McKay's films like The Big Short or uh, Don't Look Up or as I mentioned Ryan Johnson's Knives Out and these are ensemble cast led films with compelling stories that do have you hooked. Um, And I think the big difference here is that with Amsterdam, I actually didn't have enough care for the story. I wasn't necessarily hooked. I don't think this movie does justice to the story that it's trying to tell, which I think is important. I think it, it's very important. It's a it's a pre-World War II story. It talks about how, you know, elements of what we would come to see in Nazi Germany existed in the United States well before. And I think that's a relevant topic given what's going on in the world and what we are seeing all across the world, especially in the U.S. with with a high level of racism. So there was there's there's an honesty that and a relevancy to this story. It's just I think it's missing the mark with telling that story properly. And and I think really at the end of the day, like I started this saying this is like I'm a huge David O. Russell fan and I think this lacked David O. Russell's charm. He has such a way with his films to to get you hooked, to get you invested. In his other movies, you know, there's just such a, an appreciation for the story that he's telling. Um, here, I just didn't feel that. So I'm with you. I'm giving this one 2.5 out of 5 glass eyeballs. Well, that is it for our spoiler-free review for Amsterdam, written and directed by David O. Russell. Uh, Again, a huge thanks to 20th Century Studios Canada for uh, allowing us to take part in this uh, preview screening so we could get you this review nice and early. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more from us, well, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into the show and let us know what your thoughts about this movie are once you see it, if you think we're crazy, we just didn't get it, well, you know what? 
you can reach out to us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or if you want, you can reach out to us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Keep in mind, we have a ton of other content out for you to enjoy, including our most recent spoiler-free review for Hocus Pocus 2 because the spooky season is upon us. We are in October, uh, so we have our spoiler-free review for that movie plus a lovely uh, trio of interviews featuring myself, Nate, and Kevin. Uh, we had a chance to sit down with uh, the director, Anne Fletcher, and the cast members, Whitney Peak, Belissa Escobedo, Lilia Buckingham, Sam Richardson, and the legendary Doug Jones. We discussed what it was like both joining and returning to this world after the beloved original film released 29 years ago. Uh, it's a good time. You can listen to it on podcast feeds or you can check it out on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. We have a whole bunch of other interviews. They're all on the YouTube channel as well. There's a nice little playlist. So if you want to go check them out, you can go do that. Uh, but this week we do have more reviews on the way, we do have a review for Werewolf by Night, Marvel Studios Marvel Studios special presentation. Uh, it's a Halloween spooktacular uh, directed by Michael Giacchino. And yeah, we'll be, we'll be dropping that spoiler-free review for you uh, on Thursday, October 6th. And I think we've been talking about it. We'll probably do a spoiler-filled discussion because you know us geeks, we like to get into it so we'll definitely be breaking that one down and that'll show up shortly after the release of uh werewolf by night which is actually hitting uh disney plus this friday october 7th same time as this this movie so you guys will be able to enjoy that and then listen to our our in-depth spoiler filled discussion after it's going to be a great time uh also we have two watch clubs going on uh one for she hulk uh we're going to be dropping episode eight later this week we are doing one for andor but it's a bit different nate structured it in a way where we're breaking it up into sort of four uh chunks throughout the season uh just because there is a very unique storytelling piece to how andor is explored so we're going to be doing our next set of episodes after the release of episode six but we also have this week in geek which will be coming out wednesday covers all the latest news and trailers uh so you don't want to miss that so be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts darcy thank you for joining me for this short and sweet review for amsterdam well i wish we had more nice things to say about amsterdam well yeah, you know it what it's great yeah, talking to you, you know what i love the country i haven't been but mm -hmm. i really want to go and it's fantastic honestly, i can't wait to go back <laughs> yep, there you go i understand why they like it so much <laughs> <laughs> awesome well until next time as we say laters peace <laughs>